praise the name of the Lord. And I'm so thankful for the a God who knows how to turn things around. Amen. What it would be like to have to live life without that opportunity, I cannot even imagine. All of us are a product of a turnaround at some point in our life. Aren't you thankful that he did that for you? Praise God. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord here tonight. I believe the last two weeks have been divinely ordered of the Lord. And I'm going to say something ahead of time that uh, perhaps uh, I would not want to uh, say anything out of order, but I have felt for a long time that this moment was coming, and when it came, it would be in God's divine order. And what we experienced last weekend and this weekend have been just phenomenal. This is just the beginning. Amen. Praise God. And I'm just going to say something ahead of time. Brother Spears will be back. Amen. And this is what I feel in the Holy Ghost. It's going to be for a long time. I believe God is going to connect us to some things in the Spirit that we have prayed for and we have believed God for. And God is going to use this man tonight and in the future to help move our church into a deeper place. That's what our theme has been this year, deeper. Not only just in worship and the outpouring, but in depth in the spirit and our walk with God. And I'm excited that they're here. What a treat to have both of them in service. Sister Spears, thank you for making this such a blessed time for us. No pressure on you, Reverend. But I am glad this great man is with us. And I, I want you to give your heart to him and your response in Jesus. Thank you. Our Father, which who art in heaven, <clears throat> hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born, Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name, and his name. Did you see it with me? And his name. Notice Isaiah believed in one God, and his name. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Thank you. You may be seated. 
What a privilege it is to have been here this uh, weekend and last weekend with such a phenomenal couple. Lord, they have treated us so nice. And uh, are y'all planning on crying? I've never seen a bunch of boy or men passing. <laughs> I don't think I was going to preach a crying sermon. So, <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. I should have. I usually don't do things quite that bad. Anyway, it's such a privilege. My wife has mentioned uh, how great it's been, how comfortable they have made her feel. And uh, I, I appreciate that so very much. And again, I say it has been such a, a, a privilege to have her here with us. And that doesn't mean a whole lot to you. Uh, but believe you me, it, it is phenomenal for her to be able to be uh, and travel with me, especially to this lovely church. And you people have been so very nice. And uh, I try to be not too, not, a, not too offensive, but sometimes I, I push the envelope a little bit. So if I have anywhere, uh, then you need to straighten out. Like rubbing a cat. Uh, if I'm rubbing you and you're rubbing the wrong way, get up and turn around. But I'm going to keep rubbing the same way. Anyway, it, it's such a privilege to be here. And you know, you pick up little bitty things and you notice if, is that a hint? Have you ever done that? You've been somewhere and, and so you pick up a little something that may be a hint. So I came in tonight, I run in late, I, I just uh, uh, been in study all day long and, and just barely made it here. And I said, oh, by the way, I, I, I need some scotch tape. Now, not too many preachers come in needing scotch tape. They kind of looked at me funny. So Sister Hughes went and got me some scotch tape. So she brought it to me. And I pulled it out and there was that much scotch tape in there. I need a roll. So I go back and I say, uh, is this a hint? Scotch tape played out. She said, oh, no, 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 no. We got to. So then they brought me a big old roll. Those kinds you buy at Walmart where you, the bigger rolls. Anyway, so I said, oh, yeah, I forgot a ballpoint pen. Telling you the truth. She said, I get you one. She handed me one. She walks out of the room, it quits writing. I said, wow, I've never had this before. So I go to the usher, I forget where he is, there he is, he'll verify I'm telling the story. And I said, sir, the ballpoint pens don't work. You hand them, he said, oh, I'll get you one. So he got me one. Well, then Brother Hughes comes in. I tell him the story, and he said, oh, I'll get you. And so he got me three. You've already heard the rest of the story. When I tell you that pen has skipped, and sometime it will write, and sometime it won't. Now, folks, had this happened to all of you, would you want to come back? I do anyway. 
I do anyway. Uh, well, what, what a privilege. What, what a joy to be here. And I know all of those things just uh, accidentally happen, I believe, by faith. His name shall be called Wonderful. Woo. What a description of a God. What a description for him to just say, you know, uh, what, what, what is his name going to be? And the mystery that God would not reveal his name, but he said, I'll let you describe him. Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. But I want to call it Wonderful, full of wonder, full of wonder. It was a night, and you find the story in Luke, the second chapter, around the eighth verse. And suddenly in the heavens, there was some activity because shepherds were dwelling in the field by night. And while they dwelled at night, something happened. Never in the history of mankind had this taken place. Shepherds. You must remember I'm talking about the most common of mankind. Shepherds. Not elite businessmen. Not elite educated people. Just shepherds. Just people who dwell out in the open. They didn't even live in a house. They lived out. They ate out. They bathed out. That's where they lived. And they lived were just among sheep. Just sheep. Now, understand when I say it was these people who were first introduced to God. God did not come to the elite. He did not come into the higher realms of education. He came to the lowest of low. I do not understand totally why, but all I will tell you is the story he came. And Luke describes it as the shepherds when the angels came. And suddenly there was singing and carrying on. And the angels said, Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. If anybody needed a Savior, a shepherd needed a Savior. If anybody needed a God, it was somebody who didn't have anywhere to go. Nobody to believe in. Nothing to hold for the future except a shepherd. But God came in the form of an angel and said, He's yonder in a manger. Now let me read between the lines. I think that Zechariah said to Hezekiah, you know, why don't we go see what it is? If the angel is telling the truth, I'd sure like to be there. And I'd like to see what this is. Understand, divinity had always been behind curtains. And an angel is saying, it's down there in a manger. And they were confused and said, this doesn't sound right. There's something not right about this. God, who the priests 
dare not go into the Holy of Holy with a spot on his life lest they drag him out dead. And an angel just told us that God is down there in a manger. Are you with me? And that God is there. Let's go see what he looks like. Let's go see what he smells like. Let's go see if there is anything unique about him. And so they journeyed down. Oh, I like this. Uh, You know, let me read between the lines, okay? And so they journeyed, weary, tired, confused, but they stumbled into a little stall where undoubtedly animals were in there. And there was a mother, and there was a man, and they assumed that was the father. And they just said, ma'am, an angel sent us here. And the lady looked and said, I wonder if that's the angel I heard. I wonder if that's the angel that I talked to. And so they said, is this God? Is this what God looks like? Boy, he sure is little. How long is it? Well, well, he's uh, 22 inches long. Wow, I thought God would be more than 22 inches. I thought he'd at least be two foot. But he's not. He sure has a lot of hair on his head. I didn't know whether God would have hair on his head, but he has hair. On his, how much does he weigh? Oh, I don't know. We, 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 we think he weighs about 6'12". Yeah, he looks about 6'12". And then I want to think something happened that had never happened in the course of the world. A shepherd said, ma'am, could I touch your baby? Divinity on the other side of time looked and thought no man, no human being has ever come close enough to touch God. And here are shepherds. There's sheep manure on their boots. There's sheep manure under their fingernails. And they're wanting to touch God. And somehow Mary said, I don't know what to do. But it's all right with me if you touch God. Can you imagine? Oh, I wish somebody could get excited. Before I get back, would you all tell one another, let's get a little more excited to help him out I imagine heaven stood still I imagine every angel in glory looked over the balcony and they said I wonder what's going to happen men have died who went into the holy of holy or touched something that no man that was clean dirty could touch divinity but here's a shepherd that's about to touch divinity can I touch him ma'am it's all right with me I I don't know anything about this this is my first baby this is my first journey this is my first trip I, I don't know what there's different about it but there is something different about him sir because an angel came to me the other day and told me I was going to have a baby. Now, that's not the daddy. 
that's my spouse, husband. That's not the daddy. Well, who's the daddy? Well, you wouldn't believe it if I told you. Because this is a God, wonderful, full of wonder and a mystery. His birth is a mystery. His birth is a wonder. His birth is something you say, I just don't understand it. I wish I'd have thought about it. I'd brought a baby doll tonight. Does anybody in here have a baby doll? I sure would like to have one right now because I would like to hold it because that night, somewhere, somehow, someplace, somehow, heaven looked down. And I want to think a dirty old shepherd standing there with dirty fingernails was holding God in his arms and said, ma'am, There is something that's strange about him. He feels a little different. Oh, buddy, he is different, amen. He's God, full of wonder, full of wonder. God, full of wonder. And then he grows up. And then from 12... To 30, we don't hear anything about him. 18 years of silence. We know nothing about him. We only assume what happened. But then around 30 years of age, Luke describes it and said he walked into the synagogue and he was saying things and they were wondering. And the scripture said, they said he spoke with power and he spoke the word with authority and he spoke the word with wonder do you have Luke I believe it's Luke 4 and 16 that says and they gave him and he comes to the natural word he'd been brought up as custom was he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read next verse And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Now can you imagine God standing there looking at the book that describes his character and everything about it? God to adjust himself and then it says and the spirit of the Lord is upon me he just read the book I read he read the book he read the place where it was written and the spirit of the Lord is upon me because I'm sent to preach deliverance to the captives I've coming of recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. And I wonder if he was thinking, and I've come for shepherds. I've come for shepherd. I first touched my shepherd, and I'm going to find somebody else who doesn't fit in. Somebody else who's filthy. Somebody else who's dirty. I'm going to find somebody
And so, in the, in the seventh chapter, you begin to read. Uh, let's go to the 33rd verse of Luke, the fourth chapter. I, I'm, I'm running the guy back there uh, just about crazy. And in the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil. And uh, he cried out. With a loud voice, next verse, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who art the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, hold thy peace. And come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. The next verse, hallelujah. And they were all amazed and spake one to another, saying, What is this wonderful? What is this full of wonder? Who is this? What is his name? And a word went out with authority and the power and every spirit became subject unto him never in the course of humanity had this happened get me never brother Hughes never had the spirits of the underworld become subject unto something in flesh and now flesh with the spirit inside, flesh with the spirit inside, wonderful with the spirit inside, the mighty God with the spirit inside. Now, all spirits are subject unto him. Wonderful, full of wonder. So a few days later, he's passing down the road. He's going into the city of Name. In A-I-M. And he's going into that city. It's found in Luke, the seventh chapter. And about the twelfth verse. says, as he was going into that city, he saw a funeral procession. And there was a dead man. And he was the only son of his mother. And she was weeping. And many people of the city were coming out and weeping with her. And Jesus just kindly stopped. And when the wonderful, when the full of wonder saw her, he had compassion on her. This is one of the few, if not one of the only times. It is referred to in the Old Testament, compassion in certain ways. But this is one of the first times that in our English vernacular, it comes out and it says, and divinity in the form of flesh had communion on her. And he said, don't weep. It's time for the weeping to be over. It's time for something to happen. And he said to the boy, get up. I'm telling you, when wonderful, full of wonder, says get up, it's time to get up. Okay, 
Brother Hughes, you said it. I didn't. So I'm just going to add my two bits in. You said the future of this church was something going to be powerful and it's going to be glory. And I agree with you. Whatever comes, whoever comes, it's going to be phenomenal. But this is what I hear. The wonder, the one full of wonder saying, now I got y'all's name wrong last week and my wife corrected me so I needed to apologize. I called y'all, what did I call them? Weber? The city of Weber. And I realized she said, you got to get that right. So I'm doing it now. Webster. So I hear God saying to the church in Webster. Did I get it right? I got it. And he is saying, hey, I want you to get up. It's time to rise. It's time to get up. It's time to shake yesterday aside and cling to me. Y'all about to preach an old man half to death. And then the story comes to him. Your best friend is dead. Notice, this is one of the strangest scriptures to me in the Bible. And he took his time. You would have thought his best friend. He just killed time deliberately. I don't know, but when he's full of wonder, you can imagine he's going to do something that's going to confuse everybody. So he gets there. And in John, the 11th chapter, Jesus arrives on the scene, John 11 and 25. Let's see what that says. And Jesus got there. Mary and Martha is there, and they're saying, oh, I I know about the resurrection. I understand all about that. You think we're dumb? You know, we was going to church before you got here. We're a little older than you. You know, we've we've been reading the book a long time. We know all about resurrection. We know all about uh, he that believeth and all that stuff. And, and Jesus said, no, 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 no. You're not getting it. I am the resurrection. I am the life. You're looking to, you're looking at wonder, full of wonders. You're looking at wonder, full of wonders. You're looking at it. You're looking at it. Now he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, I, I knew you'd probably write it down. So I want to say something tonight that Jesus could have said if we were in the modern day. And I'll have to say, say it slow before you, where you can get it. When Jesus looked at her, He could have said, instead of, I am the resurrection and the life, he could have said, you are talking to what you're talking about. And you're talking about 
what you're talking to. I am the resurrection. I am the life. You're talking to it. You're talking about it. Here I am full of wonder. And then we stumble into John, the 19th chapter. Let's get there, my friend. John 19. And he bearing his cross went forth into a place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. Hey, just a few minutes ago, we, we were just about to tear it up. I didn't say we were doing. I said we were about to. We were about to just really get with it. Worship shouting. Almost. Then here suddenly. And they crucified him. And Jesus. Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. You can put all of that where the word Jesus is. And say, and the devil would say, okay, you're wonderful, full of wonder. He's hanging on a cross. Hey, watch him, all you believers. See him struggling. That you're full of wonder. Is that, is, that really our, is that really our wonderful? Is that our full of wonder? Is that really him? And the 19th verse. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was Jesus of Nazareth. King of the Jews. Somewhere a rank, dirty old sinner saw something about wonderful that a lot of his disciples never even saw. But Pilate said, I think there's something special about him. So I'm going to call him the king of the Jews because there's something wonderful in him. There's something full of wonder in him. And so he died. And this is what death on a cross does to a crowd of believers. It brings silence. Your hope, your wonderful is gone. Where does joy come from a death? Where do you get excited at a funeral? Where do you get excited when somebody pokes him? You say, boy, he's not faking. He's dead. Take him down. And they took him down. And while I was studying this afternoon, I hope this does something for you, what it did for me. And God said, it's more important that they know why I died than that I died. 
So tell them in Romans 5 and 12, put it up there, of why, wherefore, as by one man sinneth into the world, and death by sin, and so death passes on all men, for all that have sinned, and that's the reason he died, because we were sinners. Wonderful is willing to hang up the title of wonderful long enough to hang on a cross and be made fun of and say you're the dead Christ. But the dead Christ was doing it for a shepherd. He wanted to find somebody that still had the filth and the dirt on them. You know, I've looked this crowd over. I observe a crowd pretty good. I've probably never seen a more righteous crowd because I don't really see anybody that was ever really bad sinners. All of y'all were born in the church, you know, sanctified at four christened at 21 and you've been happily in church ever since but I wish I could find a sinner a a, a dirty shepherd that's so desperate to touch a God until he's saying can I touch him I want to say yes you can touch him he is touchable I can't go anywhere until I tell the story of my mother and dad. I mentioned it a tad, but my dad had tried to kill two people before I was born. He was violent. He was horrible. My mother was supposed to be, no offense, a Baptist. I don't know how a reprobate and a Baptist got together, but they did. And they married. And they almost didn't stay married because he was sorry. And she thought, I I sure don't want somebody that's not a drunkard like my dad. And dad was mean. And that time, right before I was born, I mentioned it last week, she went to a Pentecostal altar in Maryville, Louisiana. That's where I was born. And he took her out of the altar, had her taken out. And he said, anybody gets in my way. I know how to put you away. I'm not afraid to put you away. Step in my way. I dare any of you to pray for her. I dare any of you. But then years later, we were standing that little old place raking leaves and that car came by and we went to the church and dad said all right and then nine months later he gets the Holy Ghost when he's baptized when I tell you reprobates can get the Holy Ghost the sorry of sorrows can touch God I just wish somebody that had been out there that wants to be in here somebody that been down here wants to be up here somebody that had been a sinner wants to be a saint you'd say can I touch your baby and then 1 Peter 3 and 18 puts it like this 
For Christ also hath once suffered for our sins. He said, don't, don't dwell on my death, my actual crucifixion. Somebody needs to hear why I did it. The just for the unjust. Deity for shepherds. That he might bring us to God. I wish I had a left strength in me. I might shout a little bit. That he may do what? Would somebody say it aloud? That he may do what? Bring us to God. That's what happened in a manger that night when flesh lay in the form of 21 pounds. Or I'm not 21 pounds. Got that wrong, didn't I? I got the link. What did I say? 21, 22 inches and, and about 6, 12, something like that. When God reached up and took the hand of a shepherd and took the hand of divinity on the other hand that he may bring us to God. Nobody saw it in the manger. But I like to think humanity in the form of Jesus Christ was saying to divinity, I understand they're all, I'm just, I'm just using this. But that humanity in the form of Jesus Christ speaks to divinity and said, you've never really met humanity You've had people that you had goat or a sheep killed for. Your clock's still working now. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I, I'm, I'm sorry. The pastor's wife looked at her watch. She needs a ballpoint pen, too. <laughs> Let me get back to where I was. And I want to think that in that manger, I, I think most of you are, are following me. Let me say it again. That night, the God of glory that had people kill for sin in the form of a flesh was being transferred to meet Humanity in the form of a shepherd. And humanity of Jesus Christ said to divinity, the Almighty, I'm willing to be the sacrifice to bring you all together. And he died for our sins. The just for the unjust. The sinner for the ungodly. And that he may bring us together. That he may bring us unto God. <laughs> Wonderful. Full of wonder. Well, that clock is running fast. Let's go to one more scripture. First Peter 2 and 24. Thank you. I like to hear somebody say, you're doing good. Who his own self. Did you get that? He said, this time 
I'm not going to have a bunch of sheep. I'm not going to have the blood of anything else. Himself. By himself. Just him. Nobody else but him. He bore our sin in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sins, Oh, Lord, can I stir somebody's excitement to remember the day you had your encounter with God and the day or night you met God and you realize, oh, my God, divinity is meeting me. I'm having an encounter with God. Having an encounter with God. I was preaching revival years ago here in the city of Houston, the old Stonewall Church. I remember that that night was a phenomenal service. People were receiving the Holy Ghost, and a young lady received the Holy Ghost, and she came and wanted to meet the preacher. So they brought her to me, tattoos. You name it, she looked like she belonged out there. She looked like the worst of kind. And I thought she was being smart at like at first, but I found out she wasn't. She said, all right, preacher. <laughs> I'm going to find out what all this stuff you said about this God coming in you. I'm going to find out if it's real or not. I will be back here one week from tonight and I'm going to walk through those doors and if it's not true when I walk through that door I will declare it to this congregation all of this is a fake. One week later she walked through the doors because she had said there's a big dope party going on at my house tonight. And when I walk back home, I'm walking where they're shooting up and they're passed out and they don't know who they are. We're going to find out whether you're wonderful, full of wonder, works or not. She came through one week later and she said, it works, it works, it works, it works, it works, it works, it works. The next part of the story is staggering. I think they might have missed the number two, but I'll tell you what they told me. She got so involved in bus ministry that on Easter Sunday, she was responsible. You're probably not going to believe it either, but they said it, so I'm going to tell it. That she was responsible for over 400 people. Being contacted on that Easter song. You know why? Because when you meet somebody that's full of wonder, it is going to make you full of wonder. You're going to question that. You're going to wonder. Boy, I'm having to hurry along. Some of you probably don't think I am. If I ever get to come back, I'll tell you a story that I told the Hughes today about clocks and watches, but not tonight, because y'all wouldn't ever want me to come back. <laughs> <laughs>
thank you. You're not looking at the clock, are you? It's in Matthew 28. It was in the evening of the Sabbath as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week. Came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see where they had put him. And something happens in the second verse. An earthquake. And an angel descended. And he rolled the stone back. And he sits down on it. And she looked and said, What in the world are you doing here? Who are you? And she became very frightened, as all of us would. And then he speaks one of the most phenomenal scriptures there is in the Bible. And he just said, He is not here. For he is risen. For he is not here. He is risen. This is the fifth wonder I've talked about his life, his birth, his life, his death, his his resurrection. My friend, uh, the fourth rather, this is the fact the stone is rolled away. The greatest story I want to tell you is he is not here. He has risen. So I'll move on. I could dwell on that a little while. But may I say it again. You guys that was chasing the napkins a little ago or whatever. Could you just say, he is risen? That's it. He is risen. What is so powerful about it? You can say it just when you barely whisper. And it has that. He is you see how soft you can say it? Can you imagine what it'd be if somebody would holler out, He is risen! He is risen! He is risen! He's not there. And then something you hardly ever hear preached about. In fact, I have mentioned it, but I don't ever preach sermons on it. This is the longest I've probably ever preached about this particular segment of his resurrection. Is when the soldiers, the chief priest, the elders, and the council got together. They said, we can't tell that he is risen. So let's rake up enough money that we can buy. I'm fixing to put you to the test in a minute, so you better hear what I'm saying. When they bought him out, 
then when you go to church, you say, no, he's not risen. And they bought him out. And I don't know whether I wrote this scripture down, but if I did, put it up there. If not, we'll, you can just look it up when you get home, but I won't tell you now. Wait till, because I don't want you to look it up now. And it is in the 14th and 15th verse of the 28th chapter. I don't think I wrote it down, and I don't blame the guy. Boy, he's good. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him. And we will secure you, and we will tell that he was stolen. Look at that next verse. So they took the money, and they did as they were taught. And this saying, is commonly reported among the Jews until this day that he didn't really raise. Somebody that knows he is risen is the one who has to say it. Jesus Christ is not coming down here and walking the shores again. He's left it up to some people. It's greater life, isn't it? And greater life to say, if you don't say it, they will say he didn't raise. But if somebody will say it, he is not here. He is risen. He's risen. He's risen. He's risen. You like that, buddy? He's risen. And then it starts in the same chapter, about the 16th verse. It's funny how all of this, until we break it down and put it together. Then the 11 disciples went away to Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But they doubted. Now, they had just been spending a few days with him. All the miracles. Now, I want to say this. Maybe I won't offend anybody. But if you're here tonight and you're a little doubtful that all this is real, that's all right. You could be a disciple. Because they doubted it. And they even just said, you know, we sat down and we had supper with him. Can you believe that? He was dead. We know he's dead. But he's sure eating, sure as well. Was that a Diet Coke or Dr. Pepper he had? But he was eating and drinking. It wasn't iced tea, I know that. I can assure you that. And then they followed him out. Put it back up there, buddy. And they followed him. And they saw him. They worshipped him. But some doubted. Let's go on. 
And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Buddy, you looked at me a long time ago and wondered. And only a few minutes ago, you were doubting. But I'm going to tell you, and you get it right, all power is given to me and in heaven and in earth. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name. You don't think they didn't know who the Father was? You don't think they didn't know who the name was at that time? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son It's at that moment that they became so sold on him that these same men in just a few short years walked in to den of lions. Crucify me, just do it with head upside down and died because all the doubt was taken out of them when he said, all power is given to me. And there's no record that they ever doubted from that moment when he said, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. Oh, God, I, I know this is not prophecy. I'm just saying it because it feels good and sounds right. Oh, I forgot the name of the church again. Greater life. I'm just saying to you, God is trying to say to you tonight, all power is given to me and in heaven and earth. And get ready, 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 get ready. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. The God full of wonder, the God full of wonder. The filth wonder of Christ is found in Acts 1 and 4. And being assembled together, he commanded them they should not depart from Jerusalem, but should wait for the promise of the Father, which said, you, you've heard about it. You just get back there and wait. Read on For John truly baptized with water. Can you imagine who's talking? The baby from the manger. The one who got acquainted with shepherds before he got acquainted with disciples. The one who got acquainted with vagabonds before he ever saw John the Baptist. The one that got touched by almighty God and humanity at the same time. And you go, you're going to receive the Holy Ghost. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? 
And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the time, nor the season which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power. Woo. Uh. Has anybody ever felt it enough to just say, Nobody? I wish somebody would just say, I remember a time when I couldn't be still. I just felt it. I felt the power of the Holy Ghost, and you shall be witnesses unto me. And in uh, Webster, and in all of Houston, and in Texas, and the uttermost parts of the world. It starts with the power. It starts with the Holy Ghost. It starts with recognizing who God is. It recognizes when you wonder. Wonderful. Wonder. And when he had spoken, spoken these things, while they beheld the filth wonder of Christ, was his ascension, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, and now his ascension. Now, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. That would have scared the daylights out of me. You see, y'all are a pretty calm crew. No big deal. You act like you fell off of a log and hit your head. It would have scared the daylights out of me. He's just there. And then he's up there. And then he's way up there. Man, he, oh God, I don't see him anymore. And two angels stood. Said, why stand you here? Gazing up. I told you that's what they were doing. Gazing up. Go back to Jerusalem and tarry until you're being endued with power that comes from on high. I'm fixing to preach to you the sixth wonder of Christ is his return at Pentecost. And suddenly... There came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house wherein they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongue like the fire did set upon each of them. Does anybody remember the night you got it? Sound man, I don't think a one of them heard me. A few of them did. Do you remember the night you received the Holy Ghost? Do you know where you were? 
can you experience? Oh God, wouldn't you like to go back there again and feel it one more time when it got on you, when it got in you, when it got through you, when you felt it, when you were delivered, when you were set free and he came in and he became Christ in you the whole Can I let my imagination run wild? Do I still get my check? Okay. Can you imagine one night when y'all were having church? And that dude on that piano, my wife said, I can't get in church for watching him. He said, my God. He gets it all over him. Can you imagine one night when he's playing up there? And Brother Hughes is standing over here so dignified. Ties just right. Looks like a million dollars that little bitty microphone on. Why don't y'all get me one of those? Y'all make me have this big old thing. It came out in the 1980s. I'm kidding. And you get to... And some dear dear sister that's had the Holy Ghost about 50 years said, I, I, I'm just sorry. I can't run as that, like that young man did. But I'm going to get out in this aisle and I'm going to move around a little bit. My Holy Ghost is working. My power is working. My experience is working. My Christ in you, the hope of glory is working. My power is working. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Some days I wish we'd bring some old songs of Pentecost back. Pentecost, certainly. I said Pentecost. I apologize. We should bring some songs back to the Pentecostal church. Do y'all know that song? There shall be light in the evening time. The path to glory you will surely find through the waterway. Tis the light of day. Baptize in Jesus' name. Young and old, repent of all your sins. And then the Holy Ghost will come in. The evening time has come. Tis a fact that God and Christ are one.
I don't remember the, the man's name. But as a kid, we would hear him late at night on that old radio. Does anybody know his name? He was a black preacher. There shall be light in the evening time. The path to glory you will surely find through the waterway. It is the light of day. Young and old, repent of all your sins. Now I'm fixing to let them cut it loose. But they ain't going to cut it loose long because I ain't through preaching. They're just going to do it while I catch my breath. Sing it.
And his name shall be called Wonderful. Full of wonder. The first wonder was his birth. Full of wonder. His life. His death. His resurrection. His ascension. His return at Pentecost. Now this one, number seven, is the wonder of all wonders. It's greater than the one, the two, the three, the four, the five, the six. Because the seventh start like this. For the Lord himself. This is the wonder of wonders. For the Lord himself. Nobody else is coming. He's coming by himself. Y'all don't worry, I didn't give him that scripture. I thought he'd be worn out by now. But if you find it, all right. For the Lord himself. I think it's about dawned on you who's coming back for you. For the Lord himself. The one that I preached about his birth was miraculous. His life was miraculous. His death was miraculous. His his ascension was miraculous. My God, all of these things were great. But nothing compares. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout of the voice of the archangel and the trump of God shall sound. Now, if you haven't been able to get excited about anything, either get excited or you are dismissed. Well, using my wife's Bible it don't look like it's ever been used (laughs) I know it's hers because it has Gaga on the front of it so I know that's hers E.R. Gaga For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven. (laughs) Now you think you're going to convince me. I don't think they can convince you or not. I think you can. That he's going to come with a shout to pick up a few Christians. Okay, I'm ready. There shall be light. Whenever you want to come. 
I'm not talking about age. Honey, you watched a man that in a few days will be 80 years old on this platform. So the Lord's going to, if he's going to shout about coming to me, you think I'm not going to shout about going to him? Yeah. And the trump of God shall sound. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Does anybody know anybody that were put in this ground waiting for that day for one sound, for one sound, for one sound, for one sound, for one sound? Sounds like she's getting ready to shout when he comes. Yeah. And I heard as if it were the voice of a great multitude. And as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of many thunderings. He's having a problem describing how loud it's going to be. So he just said, all I'd think about is many waters and a whole lot of thundering. And then he said, and when that's not enough, they're going to start saying, hallelujah, for the Lord God, full of wonder, the God full of wonder that reigneth forever. Okay, I'm closing out. But when I get through, and I'm one verse over being through. Let me back up. Let's do it a little bit more. I repent. I'm going to do three verses. Let's go back to the seventh verse. Same chapter. Would somebody say those first words? If you think we're nuts, look at that first part of that first scripture. 
Let us be glad and rejoice. Hey, you just get ready for the rapture if you want to tonight for about 30 seconds. If you want to be glad and rejoice, then go ahead. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. Now, here's why we're rejoicing. I said, here's why we're rejoicing. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. Now, this is what that says. And the wonder full of wonder is ready for marriage and the lamb is ready for his wife hath made herself ready and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen clean and white could could I just substitute in here and read into this just a minute well can I or not thank you I'm glad somebody said yes because I was going to do it anyway and to the shepherd was granted That he should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And the shepherd hath made himself ready. You guys are working the sound booth back up. Y'all catch me before I leave. I'll take y'all out to McDonald's or somewhere like that. Could I mention the pastor taking us out to, uh, uh, I think it was Dennis. And he said, no, I'm not taking you to Dennis. Well, so my wife and I, 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 we're we're just going to leave out tonight. So we can't go to Dennis. But if you guys can... Y'all have done a phenomenal job to work with me. Believe you me. Y'all have, give them a hand. They have done a great job. Okay. This is my last one. And then you can have it. 
What is your name? I'm not only dead. Hodges. Well, are you kidding any of those from Louisiana? Well, you don't have to claim it. <laughs> Some of them I wouldn't either. <laughs> and he said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called. <laughs> you better hope you get a call. Blessed are those which have made themselves ready. For they are the called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Which God.